0: What's up everyone? Welcome to a fresh edition of ESPN's Formula One podcast. Another week, Alexis Unit here with Lawrence Edmondson on a special episode this week, Lawrence. And we say this with chuckles because we've been having to hold this one in the can for a bit. We were so excited to set it up because it's not Nate Saunders that joined us, but a very special guest, another Formula One driver, none other than George Russell at Williams. We were so itching to talk to him we finally got through he's got bants for days as well and then all hell broke loose basically all the news came out sebastian vettel said "Uh uh-uh i'm gonna be the star this week and that's pretty much why we've been we've been sat on this episode for like two weeks
1: that's right. Yeah, it's it's been it's a good chat, wasn't it? Um, but uh, we wanted to give it the credit it deserved, really give it the airspace it deserves. So um, yeah, as we were talking about Sebastian Vettel and so on, we kept George locked away on a hard drive somewhere, and uh, he's finally broken out. Uh, so yeah, it's it, I think it's a it's a really cool episode. We talked to him about a lot of stuff. Uh, you have to remember that when we talked to him uh the kind of lockdown situation in the uk was far more strict. so he talks a lot about how he's been stuck indoors i'm not entirely sure what he's been up to since but i guess he may have ventured out a bit uh since then and he's also since then won two virtual grand Prix. he's turned out to be a real star of that and um, so we did talk to him a little bit about that and uh and how he got started uh playing video games but um yeah you've got to bear in mind that since we talked to him he's actually gone and won two of the things uh, in the official formula one series
0: we're going to take credit for that. I think we were his little lucky streak for that one. Might as well. He went and played his trade in, you know, the eSports while Sebastian Vettel was severing his relationship with Ferrari. But many things have happened. Let's not wait anymore because Lord knows if we wait anymore, maybe we'll get some breaking news right now. And I'm emotionally ready for that. So without further ado, here's our chat with George Russell. Alexis Hino is here with one of my sidekicks, to be fair. I'm their sidekick. And it is Lawrence Edmundson, but the real creme de la creme i suppose is that we have none other than george russell joining us today we are absolutely bombing it george i mean the only person you have to top so far is lando norris <laughs> as he was our last guest no pressure no pressure but thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us especially in this time that i know some of us feel like we're going out of our minds but how have you been what have you been up to
2: i've been all right thank you fortunately everything um all healthy and my family are, are all well on Back in my parents' house at the moment. So as soon as I landed from Australia, I thought I need to get out of London and um isolate myself and look after myself. So I've been here fortunately there in the in the countryside, so uh managed to be outdoors in the garden a little bit and uh it's nice and sunny today in in the UK and it's uh when the weather's been nice, just managing to be out be outside in the garden has been been very fortunate because Had I got stuck in London, I'd have been stuck in my flat, which would not have been ideal. And I couldn't couldn't imagine how difficult it is for for everyone in in that situation. So, like I say, trying to make the most of it. (laughs)
0: stuck in little London flats basically like Lawrence and I have been living (laughs) in this I mean I've never now I know literally every nook and cranny in my flat but hey I suppose it is better you know considering the bigger picture but I mean we've definitely obviously been asking everybody and all the athletes that we do end up talking to because it is such a weird time especially for you guys who are so constantly used to being on the go and having to keep a certain amount of physical fitness as well so have you found a, a routine that somehow feels kind of normal yet or are you still just kind of taking it day by day?
2: Yeah it is like you said incredibly w- weird usually you wake up every day you've got a proper routine you know what you're doing your plan you've always got a goal or a short-term goal as in we have got a race this weekend then we get back be brief with the team do this do that go training race the following weekend and now it's just well, for me, you've got all this time on your hands. I went through a bit of a period where didn't really plan anything or have any routine and I found myself just, you know, wasting the days away. And um I've now got a bit of a routine, make sure I wake up reasonably early every day and um
0: that's the hard part.
2: That is the hard part. That is the hard part part. And um giving myself a few little little goals, whether it's fitness, I've learned to juggle, uh, which was a bit of fun. Doing a bit of DIY around the house, um, creating a bit of gym equipment, which was being a bit of fun as well. So Just trying to do things to keep myself occupied, because otherwise just not only could drive yourself crazy, but you just find yourself after all of this time having not accomplished anything. Um, I don't think any of us will ever have as much time on our hands as we do now.
0: I was
1: going to say, George, I, uh, I saw your homemade gym that you uh, put out on Instagram. Have you taken over, like, a room of your parents' house or something and kind of converted it into a a gym there? It looks Uh, pretty good, considering uh, you have
2: nothing to start with. No, it's not too bad, Hey. So that was, um, I think, the people we bought the property from, they used to do, like, some Airbnb or something in an outbuilding, um, which we've not made use of yet. So we had, like, two or three spare rooms. That was actually the bar. Uh, You may have saw, like, a bar in the background with a few drinks there. They weren't the post workout <laughs> drinks, I can assure you that. All oh, it's okay. Um, but yeah, we're just going around around the house. We saw we've got had some old shelving units hanging around and some other bits and bobs. We thought and oh, why not try and, you know, make something of it. And um at the time we were quite bored and Yeah, there we go. Master master art.
1: And you've got your your
2: trainer there with you, have you? Uh, Aleish, I think he's called. Uh, Yeah, exactly, Aleish. So Aleish is from Barcelona. He lives in Oxford. And when we got back from Australia, he would either, could go back to his parents' house, but at the time Spain were in massive lockdown, or be on his own in Oxford. So I offered him to come here, and he's been here ever since. So that's been nice. Uh, You know, we all get along really, really well. He's here training my parents as well so they're fully getting into the fitness routine i'm here also with my sister and her husband uh so they're slowly getting into it not quite as uh on it as myself and my parents actually so it's just been nice a different dynamic and there's six of us in the house and so far we haven't wanted to uh we haven't, we haven't driven each other crazy too much yet <laughs> there's
0: still that's, time. The key,
1: that's key. And- and I also saw he had a little kind of salon going on, cutting his hair and uh,
2: working as a barber. Absolutely. Best haircut he's ever had, I think. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if he agrees or not. But I, I learned that trying to do a fade was a bit more difficult than mm-hmm. uh, than I expected. So he had, he had to go a little bit shorter than he actually wanted because I messed it up a little bit to start with. But, you know, I, I did a half-decent job. He wasn't too embarrassing, so... Um, yeah, well, we've got a few skills on the go at the moment.
0: I was going to say, well, at least the, the good thing is that, you know, it's not like he can go out in public if you messed it up too much anyway. So so he's quite safe on that one. So what about for your hair, though? Like who who takes it there? Do you, do you trust him enough to try a go? I mean, what goes around comes around, right?
2: Absolutely. No, I don't trust him enough. Actually, my <laughs> mum used to be a hairdresser. So until about 17 or 18, I'd only ever had my hair cut by my mum. Hence, why it probably wasn't the best haircut I ever had when I was a child. I had some pretty uh, atrocious haircuts. But um,
0: did you ever have the ball cut? The boy band Nick Carter ball cut. Uh,
2: I had a I had a bit of Justin Bieber going on.
0: Oh yes,
2: during that phase. Um, but it was just a very bad Justin Bieber uh, copy. So yeah, I, I don't wish for those photos to to reemerge, but I'm sure they will um but no she, <laughs> she's just been taking care of it and just trimming it over here and there so nothing special to it does the job so yeah
0: I was I was gonna say because your hair does look actually quite good from some of the ones that we've been seeing when we've been you know checking in on people during interviews yours is probably the the best one I've seen so far
2: I'll pass the feedback back on to my mum She'll yeah we? pleased we, with that.
0: start tipping her start tipping her I mean she deserves it. She only did carry for nine months, right? Anyways, let's move. let's move on now because one of the things that, of course, has been has definitely, I think, taken the forefront during this time is seeing how you guys seem to be um, as good off the pitch in the virtual world or off the circuit um, in the virtual world as you seem to be actually in real life. Because I mean, all the racing and and virtual grand prix that are going on have been brilliant, and I know you've been involved in um, a lawnmower more one. <laughs> just tell us a bit more about that because i think i spent about five minutes laughing when i saw it on the rundown and i was like are we really gonna ask him about lawnmowers or or like or the virtual ones okay
2: virtual (laughs) well i was actually customer grass in reality prior to that and then was doing it virtually after so no so me me alex and charles me, me and alex have always been you know really good mates um but during this time, we've got we've all got probably a lot closer, uh, especially me, Charles, and Alex. And it's been a lot from Charles, to be honest, coming up with some wacky ideas yeah. and these. Um, I think the lockdowns are a bit more strict in Monaco, and I think he's spending more time in his in his in his house uh, than than we are, let's say. And uh, he's just trying to you know do whatever there is possible. So I came across uh, lawn mower racing. We did some truck driving um it's been been a lot of fun to be honest it's um you know it's just chilled it's relaxed and um we're having a laugh so because on the flip side we've got a, the official virtual grand prix which is, we're getting so competitive and mm, yes. i started off joking a bit about it and then i rocked up and learned that everyone was incredibly quick so i'm like i need to start pulling my finger out here or else i'm gonna make myself look like an idiot so it's just been <laughs> getting so competitive so when we're doing the lawnmower stuff, it's just, it's just, it's just a bit of fun.
1: George, did you played uh, the F1 game before? Because obviously Lando's been doing it for years, and uh, Charles seems pretty rapid. But did you come into it fresh, or had you been playing a bit already?
2: No, completely fresh. I didn't even own the game um, prior to the lockdown. I, I did, to be fair, I did get gifted it, and I passed it on to my brother. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I've never done any of it. To be honest, I don't really know why. Um, but the, i did do a little bit for a bit of fun on on the controller but that was as far as i as i i branched out really so i don't know it's i've never felt like it's it's just not the real thing for us and it's like a footballer playing fifa really it's it's completely different it's it's still football but it's not football if you know what i mean it, it's a game and Ooh, don't
0: say that to Lando Norris. No, no, no. he loves it. He, he loves it. He takes it seriously.
2: He, he does take it seriously. He takes it very seriously. So that's why he's not been joining our lawnmower races. It's too much fun. For him. <laughs> so, um, uh, so like I said, I've never, I've never been into it. But it's, it has surprised me to be honest. How much fun it has been with, you know, doing it with my mates and talking with each other and just, just having a laugh of it all. It's been nice. And I think also from like the fans' perspective. You know, F1, we've got so many great and loyal fans, and we've got nothing to to watch or to cheer on at the moment. And it's almost our duty to provide a bit of entertainment for for them. And I think that's also a big factor into doing all of this. Or certainly from my side, I felt like if I'm not doing this, they're not really going to get any insight into what I'm doing at the moment. And um, like I said, I think it's sort of our duty to try and provide a bit of entertainment prior to going racing again.
1: And you've been racing those guys for years because, of course, there's all those photos of you and Charles and Alex kind of like hanging around kart tracks and stuff. So, has it been nice to kind of go back a little bit to less pressured racing? Because, you know, the recent years, obviously getting into F1, F2, it's all been high-pressure stuff. And now you can, yeah, mess around, take Alex out, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's all good to watch.
2: <laughs> no, like I said, that that side of it's been great. We... You know, we're obviously always being mates, but you find yourself, you know, we're competitors and when you're at the tracks you're you're fully focused on your job. We're also so busy during the race weekend you don't get a chance to really see each other. I think only really me and Alex we'd often go up for dinner here and there over the course of race weekends. Um, but even then we wouldn't do it that often really because we're just so focused on on our jobs. But now it does bring us back to like the old days, I can cast in Carson, I remember I'd finish a, a session or a racing karting, and I wouldn't go and debrief with my team or any of that. I'd run off to my to my mate's uh, awning where he was chilling and play some games on the iPhone or mess around or, or play with cardboard boxes or something stupid like that. So that was that was really fun. Um, it's definitely a part of motorsport I miss because karting, as serious as it does get. There is still an element of much more socialising going on from that side, um, but this has sort of brought us back to these memories we had when we were younger. So that's uh, that's been nice.
1: Do you have a um? Do, do you have a best story from uh, from those days? Something maybe that might embarrass Alex or Charles?
2: <laughs> I've definitely got one of Charles, which I do.
0: keep on here. Uh, uh, but, oh, tell, uh, it, tell uh, it, tell it. I need to
2: get permission from him before I repeat this because
0: it's <laughs>
2: really out there. It's pretty out there. Uh, one of my best stories, actually, that I
0: <laughs> let's get it off
1: the record.
2: Yeah, 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 off a,
0: the record. Yeah.
2: What about Alex? Um From back in the day, oh, I can't really remember to be honest. There's, there's no standard. I'm sure we've got, we've got loads. We used to get up to all sorts of things when we were, we're all teammates and just messing around. Um think maybe swapping shampoo for hair removal Uh,
0: oh wow that's a whoo that is intense
2: (laughs) i can't remember if alex was in that gang or not but alex was definitely my teammate at the time i definitely
0: who was the victim in that scenario
2: it was uh it was one of one of the mechanics
0: (laughs) Oh, oh what was what was the outcome did he actually lose hair
2: no, uh, it, it was a massive fail. I, it was, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It, it didn't happen, but that was quite well, it was quite intense, to be honest. It's, it all sounded like a, quite a good idea, but when it came to it, I was like, blimey, this bloke might be losing his hair tomorrow. So, <laughs> 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 so that was, uh, I would never do such a thing these days.
1: Um, I was uh, going to say, we, we need more practical jokes in F1. There's mm-hmm. all these stories go yeah. uh, doing stuff like that.
2: Maybe, maybe this stuff can come out, but uh, yeah, I was about thirty, I think, at the time, so um, yeah, we all do silly things then, don't we? Yeah,
1: we'll, we'll let you off, definitely. definitely.
0: I, I was usually quite very well behaved. I don't think I've ever played a massive prank on anyone. I grew up with four brothers, so I was usually the guinea pig that just got thrown under the bus every single time. But it's okay. I've got thicker skin for it, thicker skin for it. Um, I mean, just thinking of this time as well, I just, I suppose reflections on it before we move into like some, like racing actual talk, even though we've not had any racing. But, you know, we've spoken, like, like I said, to a bunch of athletes. Some say that in a sense, this has helped been like a blessing in disguise for some. You know, it helps you regroup, especially because the season, you know, comes and goes so quickly. As you may know, have you found, you know, anything like that, that you're, that you think might even just help you go back out there and just be stronger for it or better for it whenever we do have a season?
2: So I think the main thing from my side is um, I think you took it for granted, or I took it for granted when I was a kid, how much time I spent with my family and Mm. and with my parents. You know, I moved out when I was 17 or 18 um, and I've been on my own ever since. And they obviously come and support me at the races, but I'm there doing my job and, you never get to spend that that much time with them and you know i've been with them every single day now and my sister her husband uh, as well for the past six or seven weeks now and you know that's been nice and it shows you you know formula 1 is my life but it shows you that there are bigger things in life than your passion you know health mm-hmm. you know your family people closest to you um you know, it doesn't matter how much you love football, racing, rugby, whatever. You know, these are the, the main things in life and, um, and, and you, need, you can't take it for granted. And I, and I think that's just reiterated that for, for me, especially.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really important point. Um, but the hope is that maybe in July we do get back to racing. Um, what, what are you going to need to do over the next few months to get yourself into a position where you can get in an F1 car if it is at the Red Bull ring, high G-forces, high-speed corners, and perform at the level that you expect yourself to perform at.
2: It's, it's going to be incredibly tricky. I think it doesn't matter what sport you're in. There's only so much you can train in the gym. You're not, for us, we're not, we won't be race fit at all. There's only mm. so much running or cycling I can do to get from the cardio side. There's only so many weights and... You know, strength exercise I can do to, to make myself strong, but it's not race fit when you're driving around a corner at 150 to 200 miles an hour and you've got six, six G's of force, which is you know, like 50 to 60 kilos, you know, on your neck. You just can't emulate that at all. So it's going to be very difficult. Um, but I'm absolutely going to make sure, uh, with me and my trainer that I am ready for it. And I think you know in any sport nobody's had this much time away from it so we all will be rusty you know in f1 it's the best of the best not only the drivers but the engineers the mechanics but you get into a certain groove and a certain rhythm and suddenly six months off or whatever we come back and we've got back-to-back weekends and we're going to be flat out again there will be mistakes not only from from us but engineers and uh, mechanics so I think it's important to make sure that we are on it and we capitalise from these mistakes others are going to make because, you know, when when everybody's running at the absolute peak, it's difficult to to take an advantage from that.
1: I mean, it does sound like there could be an opportunity there as well. Um, I know you've only been in the car briefly in pre-season testing, but did you get the impression that this year's Williams is kind of up there and you will be able to take opportunities if they come up in those races?
2: Definitely. You know, there's no shadow of a doubt that this year's car is a step better than the last year's car. I think, you know, last year we were so far off the pace that even if people did slip up, we were too far behind to capitalise. I think, you know, I don't think anybody can expect us to set the world on fire this year. Um, You know, we're not going to go out there and we're not going to be in points straight away. It's it's going to be tough. We'll be fighting with the middle to back end of, of the midfield group. Um, but I believe we've definitely got enough pace there that if we have a great day and the cars ahead of us have a bad day, we can capitalise from that. And, you know, we've just got to keep building. It's Formula One's complex. It's so complex. And obviously the guys can't work at the moment to develop the car further because firstly there's, there's a shutdown and obviously as a number of F1 teams have had to do, they've had to furlough a lot of the staff. So it's difficult. But when we do get back racing, We'll know exactly where the pace is, and hopefully we can uh, we can build on it from there.
0: And then finally, just before we um, wrap things up with you, George. Just I know it's hard to predict because it still is so early, and we still don't know when we're going to have a season or how many races or anything like that. But you know, just thinking of it, what expectations you know have you targeted um, for this kind of season? I know it's going to be an unprecedented one, or even just on a personal level, and of course for Williams.
2: I, I always set myself a similar target, which is make sure I get the most out of myself and the team around me. But there's nothing more I can, I can do than that. Um, setting an actual result is unrealistic because we don't know what the pace of the car is. Um, making sure I'm fit and healthy because like you said, it's going to be an incredibly intense season. If we, if they want to try and fit in 18 races in 25 weeks or whatever it may be all around the world a huge amount of travel that's probably the most fatiguing part of it is to travel um a lot of people may not believe it but you sat on aeroplanes you can't sleep as well you sat at airports traveling to airports back from airports to your homes it's it's intense and that's going to be very hard and i've just got to make sure that i'm fit fit enough and ready for for that challenge ahead um but i'm excited for it i'm excited for that uh I think I'm motivated enough, like to think I'm young enough to be able to handle it and um yeah, bring it on almost.
0: Well George Russell's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us and we definitely look forward to catching up with you again, probably in person when it's safe to do so and we do actually have some action to talk about.
2: Yes sir. Thank you very much, guys.